Well, hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren. The two blondies, Lisa and Lauren, are back in your earbuds. And today we're going to be sharing a little bit more about some boundaries. I'm going to be talking about my people recovery with people pleasing and how that's impacting on my time management. And as always, our lessons that we share with you are our life lessons and the wisdom and the guidance that we might provide is really about our journeys and what we have experienced with the hope that, you know, what we get to share with you is something that might resonate and might be helpful for you to help you live your best life. And as always, I'd like to introduce our beautiful Lauren because she always has has a little bit to say at the beginning as well, which I just love because I think it's so, so important. So hi, Lauren. Hello, Lisa. Yes, I always have and I always will say this disclaimer that as Lisa said, these are our stories, our life lessons, our experiences, our observations. They are not steadfast rules. Even if it's a rule we've made for ourselves, that's just what works for us. And despite the fact that I do think I know an awful lot and that everyone should do what I say, I'm not the boss of you. (laughs) You can make your own choices. And as I say to my kids, um, the people around us, they're, they're, you know, your father is a grown ass man. He can make his own stupid decisions. So you are the same. You are a grown ass man or woman, and you can make your own stupid decisions, whether I agree with them or not. We are not here to tell you what to do. So yes, I know many of you have now heard this probably, what are we up to 16 times or more? I'm (laughs) going to keep saying it because you need to hear it. You're making your own decisions, guys. I'm not doing it for you. One hundred percent. That's exactly right. We are our own decision makers. And just on that, I think we sometimes forget that we are actually allowed and putting in inverted commas entitled to make our own decisions. And we sometimes forget we get all caught up in our life business stuff going on and we feel like some of those decisions are outside of our control. But really, they're not. (laughs) They're 100% in your control. You get to choose what you want to think about, how you want to act, how you want to feel 100% of the time. And on that, I think it's a good way to sort of dive into kind of what we wanted to talk about today. And that is how um, I've kind of been in a bit of a funk the last few weeks, realising that my boundaries have been somewhat a little bit wishy-washy to say the least and it's all come about because I realised that as a recovering people pleaser and if you've been following me on um, my socials you'll know that I'm part of the Good Girl Rebellion and I help women who are recovering from people pleasers and the I want to, let's call it, I want to call it an infliction. If if you're like me and you're inflicted with this this personality trait where you have the desire to keep everybody happy, that you want to go out of your way to make sure people are not upset by your decisions or that are not affected or impacted by the words you say or the actions you take, then it's quite possible that you're a people pleaser like me. And that's okay. I want to preface this. It's absolutely okay if you're a people pleaser because I think people pleasers underneath all of that really are genuinely kind-hearted people. They just want the best for everyone. And I know that's my personality trait. I am a kind-hearted person 
And I do want to help people. I do want to be able to influence them if I can and make them feel a bit better about themselves. So what's that got to do with boundaries? Well, what I've noticed is that because I'm a recovering people pleaser, sometimes my boundaries are not that clear. And it became really apparent just this last week when I, and even to do with like Lauren and I creating this podcast, um, Lauren reached out to me and asked if I was okay because she, I hadn't been posting on social media and I hadn't been following up on a few things that I had said that I would take responsibility for. And the truth of it was I had got caught up in trying to keep everybody happy that my management of my time and the things that I had planned to do had gone a little bit pear-shaped. So I was very grateful for Lauren to reach out and say, hey, I'm here if you need me. I was like, oh, thank you so much for that. Because as a people pleaser, I also um, find that I'm not very good at asking for help. And at 53 years of age, I have really um, fine-tuned that ability to not ask for help. And so I've been on a bit of a remembering to do that. And I was grateful that Lauren reminded me that it was okay to ask for help. So I want to say thanks, Lauren, for <laughs> supporting me. Welcome. And I'm glad that this has come up because um, now that, okay, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be uh, probably end of March, I think, maybe early April. But in February, I had quite a few people contact me or come up to me and tell me that the boundaries episode that we recorded that has that came out in February um, is their favourite and that they've learnt a lot from that. And as Lisa's sharing with us, there's always more. We always need to revisit our boundaries because our boundaries shift and change as our life shifts and changes. And most, I'm, I say most of us because it's just people I know because I'm surrounded by good, wonderful, beautiful, kind-hearted people. We want good. We want people to be happy. We don't want to upset anybody. I don't think anybody wants to upset. Well, no, no good, kind-hearted person wants people around them to be upset. But those boundaries are important for ourselves. And I know Lisa, well, I, I think I know Lisa that often your boundaries slip because people ask of you and your instant response is, yes, of course I can help. I'm always happy to help. Not a problem at all. These are words that we hear good, kind-hearted people say all the time and they're words that we say ourselves. For me, I find, yes, people do ask me for help and so on, but my boundary issues come up more often when I see someone who needs help and I feel this urge to wedge myself in and fix it for them. So in the same scenario, I noticed Lisa's not following up with these things that she's normally really good at doing. I haven't seen or heard from her in a while. I hope she's okay. And my first like gut instinct was to let me fix this problem. Firstly, make sure she's okay and take over and make sure that everything like there's, I'll take this off Lisa's plate for her. But if I take something off Lisa's plate, that puts it back on mine. <laughs> and that's where my boundary that's where my boundary gets squashed. I do it to myself. It's not just saying yes when someone needs you. Sometimes it's going out of your way to 
take something off someone else's plate, whether they asked for it or not. So the way I've been actively practicing to work around that is I still want to be a good person. I still want to reach out when I see someone struggling. I don't want to put my blinders on and think that I'm more important. My time is more important. I must like boundaries shouldn't be a wall. They need to be, you know, a fence I can see through. I can still reach and touch people, but there is a line. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I did with you, Lisa, I noticed that there's potentially a problem here that you might not be okay and I want good things for you and I want you to know that I'm here if you need me, but I'm not going to dive in and do the thing for you. And this is not just you. I'm not having a go at Lisa at all. No, No, it was brilliant. It actually opened up a really good conversation. It did. Mm. But this is happening with other people as well. I see usually women who have too much going on and they're taking on too much and I want to help them and where my my instinct is to, to do it for them. I'm trying to distance myself from that. That's where the boundary comes in. But to still be that good person I want to be, to still be helpful. And for me, that means I reach out, I ask if you're okay, and I ask what you need. I'm not going to dive in anymore and tell you what you need. I'm not going to do it for you and then say, here you go, it's all done. Mm Because that doesn't help you and it doesn't help me. And we go back to that whole we teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a day. Sorry, you... You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish and he'll eat forever. I don't, I can go in and save somebody in the moment if they need me. You know, I, it's one of my strengths is that I'm quite good in a, in a crisis situation because I just go, well, I can fix this. But not every situation is a crisis situation and my boundaries get crossed when I cross them myself to mm-hmm. solve everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. And for you... I need to respect your boundaries by not asking things of you that I don't need or need you to do. But I need to respect my own boundaries by not offering to do things that you haven't asked of me. Just being there and reminding you that I'm here is enough. And I think we both did very well in that situation. (laughs) We did. And that was a beautiful, and I love that we've been, we've sort of, even though we've, um, both crossed boundaries of our, or, or let our boundaries slip, for want of a better word, or lowered them. Um, we've both come at it from a slightly different perspective, and and I love that because there are so many different perspectives to everything that we approach in life. And just by by us having that conversation, that engaging in you know you reaching out and me st- stepping back, it actually allowed me time to pause time to pause and reflect because obviously we were we weren't having a verbal conversation we were having a conversation by a messenger which gave me a little bit of space to reflect on what your questions were that you were asking but also how I was responding and by putting that little bit of space in there that pause allowed me to observe what I was doing and and I became aware that I had been doing too many other things and I had been saying yes to all of the things for all of the people and um, and all of the people being my family. Like I, my, my daughter was ringing at random times and my husband was planning a little getaway for us and, you know, the plumbing decided to not work so I was organising a plumber to come in and, you know, all of these sorts of things were happening and 
just that little bit of space that Lauren offered with her support was enough to allow me to observe what was going on and then to reflect on how I could be better in our relationship here and to be able to commit to the things that I said I would do and or how she could support me if that was what we needed. So just sometimes having those conversations and knowing each other, you know, building up that connection, allowing each other sort of the space and understanding can help kind of reset those boundaries, if you like, and give you the opportunity to see where the boundaries are a little bit blurred and where they need tightening up a bit. So it's been a really nice um really nice opportunity and it's good to be back in you know back online again and talking talking through what our next podcast is going to be about and how we can support each other moving forward so I appreciate that thanks Lauren problem at all um you mentioned that in your uh, in reflecting your boundaries and stuff you had to have another look at how you manage your time as well now Time management is a big passion of mine. I can, I see it a lot. I see time management struggles a lot in every walk of life. I see it in my teenager who needs to manage his study better. I see it in the tradies who, by the way, just side note, our bathroom is nearly finished for those of you interested. I'm so super excited. I had a lovely big bath, but time management of tradies is um, an interesting world. <laughs> and once again, I don't get to control that and I don't get to step in and fix it for them. But <laughs> letting go of that one, I'm very happy to have my bathroom very nearly almost done. But that time management is, we often look at it as an issue with um, office workers. You know, you look at how much time am I spending responding to emails or in meetings or how do I fit more meetings or um, work time into my busy schedule. But, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day and we all have the opportunity to manage that better. And I don't think anyone, anyone gets it right, not 100% of the time. So because it's often looked at as this office situation and this sort of desk work type of problem, it doesn't often get looked at in terms of entrepreneurs such as you and I, mothers, children, relationships, anything like that, anything that doesn't fit that desk job mould where you've got like a nice little to-do list that you can check off and put timers on your email and whatever. We don't really talk about it. So I'd like to know, obviously you have already made some changes mm. because of this review of your boundaries. What really jumped out to you that you needed to adjust in your time management strategy? The biggest thing that jumps out for me is that um, I'm on reaction mode. So even though I have a, a plan and a schedule of what I want to achieve each day and my, as an entrepreneur, it includes life activities as well. It doesn't just have my business activities, but it has things like, you know, when I go to the gym, when I have a break for lunch, when I, it also factors in my social time when I'm catching up with my my mum and dad and um, my friends and things like that. So it has everything. It has my life. My life is scheduled, but not to the point where there's no space or anything. Like that. I don't over schedule my life. But what I did notice was that this people pleasing of mine, this desire to um, 
seek other people's approval by saying yes because I don't want to let them down means that even though I have a plan, if my daughter messaged me and says, have you got five minutes to talk? I'm like, yeah, of course, I've got five minutes to talk. Clearly I don't because I'm in the middle of planning a podcast or I'm writing some content for my social media or I'm setting up my Fem Empowered program, whatever it might be. But that automatic switch of mine to go into yes mode impacts on what I do day to day and hence why I got behind on putting my socials out because I was being interrupted and stopping so for me it the people pleasing impacts my time management because I say yes without thinking about the impact it's going to have so for me moving forward I'm going to be a little bit practice I'm going to practice being more mindful that when something like that pops up I have a I don't have to respond straight away like it's my daughter she's not going to be offended if I say I can't do can't chat right now how about we chat in 20 minutes or half an hour whenever I plan to have a break or let's schedule in a time I know it sounds a bit contrived but let's schedule in a time that works for both of us when we are um, both free so a little bit more mindfulness I think for me with my time management will be really helpful noticing that urge to say yes to something when somebody requests my time and pausing taking a little pause first noticing how it feels and then allowing myself time to respond with a not now, maybe later, let's schedule it sort of activity. So I think that will be the biggest um, change that will happen. I'm getting better at planning my work time and days and I think time blocking is also going to be an important thing. Like for today, today's a Tuesday. We record our podcast on a Tuesday and I also have my own personal podcast. So on Tuesdays, I'm going to make that podcast day and that way I will be in the zone and Lauren and I will spend a bit of time recording. We'll also spend, I will then spend a bit of time doing social posts and creating content, not only for this podcast, but for my personal podcast as well. So blocking thing, blocking, time blocking will be very helpful, I think, too. What about you, Lauren? Do you have any suggestions of other ways that, you know, this people-pleasing of mine could perhaps be um, short-circuited or, you know, to help me rebuild my boundaries a bit better. Got any ideas? ideas? I love what you're already doing and I'm a huge fan of time blocking. Um, For me personally, I also have non-negotiables like there's, you know, Wednesday morning I have that ruled out. I will not book anything else in because that's when I do Pilates. I have our Tuesday, that, that time slot, no matter what is going on, you know, unless there's a, a major crisis, mm. this spot is blocked out because that's when we record. Different things like that, you know, there's my non-negotiables, which are non-negotiable, and that is a promise to myself. Mm. Nobody else cares. And that's the tricky thing to get over is that when it's something that nobody else cares about, people pleasers especially, we struggle to keep that promise to ourselves so you were saying you know if your daughter calls and says do you have five minutes to talk of course I've always got five minutes for my daughter I've always got five minutes for my friend I've always got five minutes for random stranger who stopped me in the street true 
because absolutely I want to help these people. But actually, I don't have five minutes right now. Can I call you back in an hour? Is perfect. Excellent. But you need, that's a habit that you have to get into because you've got decades of yes, of course, as your go-to strategy. So giving yourself new, a new script, a couple of phrases that you can say instead now earlier, and I think it was before we hit record, you apologized to me and then changed your mind. And I can, I know that because I do that myself too. We have this go-to that we say, I'm sorry for needing you. I'm sorry for needing help. I'm sorry for not following through, whatever it might be. When what we actually mean is thank you. Mm, that's a, definitely a new way isn't it we've got a whole episode that we can discuss sorry because that's a major major issue for so many people um but you've noticed that and you recognize yourself saying it now so it's not as difficult for you to correct yourself and it's okay if you correct yourself in the moment because in some ways that actually helps the people around you recognize that they're doing it too so instead of saying yes of course we need a new phrase for you to say. And it needs, it's not a script that I can give you. It needs to be something that's comfortable for you. That is, can I, even if it's just, can I call you back in 10 minutes? I'm just in the middle of something. Can I call you back in 10 minutes? You don't need to give excuses. You don't need to tell anyone what it is that you're doing in that time, because it could be a meditation. It could be you're with a client. You could be on your way to a doctor's appointment. It doesn't matter. The fact is that this is the time that you're mind is in this space and switching from, you know, writing your content to talking to your daughter is a change in who you are. It's different sides of of who Lisa is. And that switching is where the problem happens. It's not that one is more important or less important. It's not that one requires more or less energy. It's that you're changing what you're thinking about. And that means you're not giving either of those situations your full attention. Like if you're writing your content and then you go to talk to your daughter, your brain is still half in content mode. And then when you transition back again, away from talking to your daughter, you're not going to be in that same zone that you were in when you were writing before. And especially for female entrepreneurs in particular, we jump back and forth. And that's where we trip up because we're not being as efficient with our time. And that's where that time blocking can really, really be helpful. Mm, absolutely. And just reminding yourself that, you know, that you, you said that you say yes because you want their approval. Have you ever been told no and then thought, well, that person's an awful, awful human being? I don't <laughs> want any. No. Yeah. Never. Like, it, it might, you might be taken aback. You might be like, oh. Well, I didn't think that was that big an ask, but more likely. So if you ask somebody to do something, they say, I can't right now, or no, that's not something I can do, but here's somebody else who might be able to, or just a flat out no. No is a full sentence. No. More likely you hear that no and you go, oh, huh. Move on to another way of getting a yes from someone else. But you're also probably thinking, that woman's been really respectful of her boundaries. Totally. I love when somebody says, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not taking this on right now because not only do I see, like I want to high five her, like go you for respecting your boundaries, but it makes it more okay for me to do it too. 
It makes it more okay for my daughter to do it when she gets to that stage. No is a good thing to say and we can we are so gonna be talking more about that, guys. Yes, we so, so are. That that is a whole new stuff subject, whole isn't other it? Thing. But yes, no, I, I think that. what you're doing for your time management is excellent. And that's not usually what we think about in terms of time management, but that transitioning from one activity to another, that's what time blocking is all about, trying to minimize those distractions. So so um, I know that we, we're going more time than I than we normally like to, but I've had two friends recently that I've sent a text message to and I've got an automated response back that says I am, you know, I think it's a thing that Apple does now. Um, mm -hmm. So one of them says I'm at work. I will not see this text message until I finish work unless you respond with the word urgent. So one of them it's I'm at work and one of them says I'm driving or something like that. So they don't see the text at all. And I think that that is an amazing tool that we can use. You know, you might use a similar thing on your email when you're on holidays or something, but you can set these things in place. And quite honestly, you don't even need to set anything up. You just put your phone down. Like before we started recording this, I put my phone on the other side of the room because it's shiny little screen keeps it asking for my attention. And right now I'm focusing on this podcast. I'm focusing on talking to Lisa and I don't want that distraction. So unless something horrible is going on, it can probably wait for half an hour until I get a chance to look. In fact, it can probably wait for several hours. There are very few things that require my immediate attention and those things can usually get my attention faster than a text message or an email. So putting your phone down is a very simple way of saying no, that you don't even need to say the word no. You're just not yet. Yes, I love that. And turning off those notifications and things like that, that's another thing I'm going to do because I do notice that the phone is a distraction for me. So when I'm in my time blocking time, if it's podcast time or if it's um, feminine powered organizing time, whatever it might be, the phone can be somewhere else. So I love that. They are some great tips and I really appreciate the, the opportunity to have that conversation too. And hopefully um, that those of you listening to our podcast today have taken away a few ideas and tips on how you can, you know, revisit those boundaries. Notice if that you are slipping with your boundaries and they are, you know, not as tight as you would like them to be and you are back in the mode of doing more than what you need to do or you want to do or you have time to do and, um, and or are focusing on things that are not moving you towards the goals or the desires or the dreams that you have set for yourself. So if there's anything in there that you feel like you have um, taken away from today's little discussion, we'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway is. But we also want to sort of, and I guess we're kind of wrapping up here, we also want to reach out to you and we're curious because I know for me, a few of my clients have other ways that they like to consume information and an audio podcast can be a bit tricky, especially if you are hearing impaired or you're busy doing things and you're not able to listen, but you'd like to watch. So we were wondering if a live podcast recording 
with us on video would be something that would be beneficial to you. Like whether we do it in a Facebook Live or we make YouTube videos where you can actually see us having a chat and either listen and watch or both or one or the other. So would that be something that you'd be interested in watching us do our podcast lives? Um, yeah, let us know. Let us know. We, we'd love to. Uh, we have had a suggestion of doing a Facebook Live so that listeners can get involved. So I'd love to hear if anyone out there would be interested in asking questions or answering questions live or just how else can we get in touch with you and have you involved in this podcast because we definitely feel like there is room to grow here. Absolutely. And we'd love to have you involved. How cool would that be? Having our um, listeners engaging in the conversation and giving their, giving your insight. We'd love to hear what your insight is as we're chatting away too. So let us know if that's something that you'd like to do and maybe how, what it might look like. So on that note, Lauren, is there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Oh, Lisa, there is always more. There is always, <laughs> always more. But for now, let us end this episode with a Thank you again, as always, for sharing, um, especially, I guess, a lot of us um, in the coaching space feel like you, we can't say when we're, quote unquote, failing at something that we teach. And boundaries is a big thing for both of us. So being open about when we're struggling with something like that is, I think, amazing and thank you so much for sharing that as always because I don't think that there are a lot of boundary coaches that actually say that out loud so thank you for your realness oh, my pleasure my pleasure and thank you for your insightful questions too I really appreciate it it's so good to just sometimes we just need to chat and get things off our chest don't we and put okay. it out in the open <laughs> All right, and on that note, thanks for joining us. If you love what you are listening to and or there's someone in your life who would really benefit, we'd love for you to share our podcast with them and come and join us on socials. Uh, our, uh, our tags will be, I'm getting all tongue-tied, our tags will be in the show notes, Lisa Blackham Coaching and Lauren Windsor. Come and join us and tell us what's going on in your lives. We love hearing your stories as well. So thank you, beautiful people. We will speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.